This is the Out of Character Podcast. Introducing your host, Brian Colbert. Welcome, world, welcome to episode 21. Episode 21, ladies and gentlemen, of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, and I'm so grateful to be your host. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. We appreciate you for being here, and we appreciate you for always supporting Out of Character. 21 episodes, people. They are flying by, and man, do we have a great show planned for y'all today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you have been listening to the Out of Character podcast recently, a couple episodes ago, I talked about my son, my little man, and I also talked about how much I enjoy telling stories about my little man and that, you know, I promised y'all that I would tell more stories on the podcast about my son so that when me and my son are 10, 12 years from now, we hanging out chilling, we can go back to these episodes and reflect on the things my son did as a child. I am sure as a young adult, he will appreciate these stories. So I will continue to talk about my little man because he's just dope as hell, man. Shout out to my little son. I love you, brother. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I have another story about my little man. Now, last time, the story got a little embarrassing for my little man, right? I told some things that maybe, like I said, when he's a young adult, he might look at me and roll his eyes, right? But this time, this time, it wasn't his actions that were quote unquote embarrassing. It was actually me, ladies and gentlemen, let me explain. So if you did not hear a couple episodes ago when I explained, my son goes to an all black private school. And with that, because of COVID, we are constantly doing Zoom type events for the class because the teachers understand that the kids can't really go out and about. They can't really be as active as normal. So they are trying to give the parents just a little break and a little distraction, which is very nice of the school, right? Which I'm sure all parents appreciate and enjoy. So we are in another one of these little events. And this one is like, it's almost like an assignment, right? But it's like a group assignment where the parents are also involved and they're also sitting and basically kind of watching our kids learn, right? And kind of helping them throughout the way. So I was locked in, man. I was all for this because I, as a parent, you always want to know how your kids are going to not only act in school, but act around their peers. And even though my son was at home, doing this lesson he still was in some type of school environment and honestly it's really the school environment he is comfortable with because that's all he's really seen like he's only five years old so he started going to school mid pandemic which is nuts in itself and it's something i'm sure me and him will have a lot to talk about in the future but it's crazy so him being in zoom is actually something where he feels like he's still in class so tell y'all something about myself right young bc adolescent bc was not what you would call a star student now i did get very great grades because i had to my my father was the type of father that was not allowing b's in the household if i got an a minus he was kind of looking at me like all right, man, what's up with the minus? Like, why ain't there a plus there? Like, that was my daddy. He always pushed me and my sister to do the very, very best scholastically, man. There was nothing more important to him than education, which I greatly appreciate. And it worked out for me because I was able to get my degree in high school. I was able to go to college, get my degree. So shout out to my pops because he really instilled that education in us. But sometimes, sometimes when you have 
you know, parents that are strict or that, you know, really push and you're a kid like me that is a little rebellious, sometimes you tend to rebel. And I don't know if that's what it was when it came to me in school, but very, very early on, I was not a fan of school. I enjoyed learning. I enjoyed learning things that matter. But very, very early on, I was the type of kid that questioned everything around me. I questioned the things they were teaching me. I questioned why they were important. I questioned why I had to raise my hand before I spoke. I questioned all kind of things because I was the type of kid that only really my father could tell me what to do. So I was very rebellious and I also had a very hard time paying attention and sitting still. So when I think of myself having to sit in a Zoom class while I'm at home in the comforts of my home and the teacher really can't do nothing to me, I do not think I would pay attention, just knowing myself, right? And that's what I just assumed my son would be like, because my son is very much my twin. Like I told y'all in the last episode, I call him twin. We are so much alike in so many ways, but I do give him credit, because something I always say is that he is all of the great things I am, but he is not any of the bad. So I should have assumed that he would actually be very locked into school, but for some reason, like my son's very hyperactive, just like me, right? So I just assumed he would be distracted. Shouldn't have doubted my little man, but you know, I just assumed he was a chip off the old block and I wasn't, you know, I wouldn't have been upset at him for being distracted. It just would have, I would have known he came by it, honestly. So the project begins, the assignment begins and to my surprise, ladies and gentlemen, my son, yes, the young man that ripped off his shirt during a school function, my son not only was locked in and focused, but he had an answer to every question that was asked, ladies and gentlemen. He was raising his hand. He was being called upon. My little man was having the time of his life learning with his classmates and his parents, ladies and gentlemen. And I was so proud in that moment. I'm looking at him and I'm like, man, look at him go. Look at him go. Because like I said, I understood that myself as a young man as a young five-year-old would not have had the poison grace that my son did on this zoom call so i'm over here proud i'm over here ecstatic but like i said this is a school assignment ladies and gentlemen and it it, it carried on for for lack of a better term it was going on quite a long time we're probably 30 45 minutes in and i got a little bored yes ladies and gentlemen i got a little bored because I'm not expected to sit still for that long, right? It is very hard to keep my attention for that long, ladies and gentlemen. I am what they call a creative, right? I am constantly moving. I am constantly thinking. As y'all can see when y'all watch the podcast, I am very seldom sitting still. Ladies and gentlemen, we was in this damn class for a long time. And, it, and you fail to realize when you become a parent that when your kid's in school, that means you're in school as well. So when your kid has a meeting, when your kid has scholastic assignments or projects, you are very much involved. And like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I was not a fan of this type of school. So because I was bored, I like I and let me let me preface this real quick. Let me preface this real quick. I did not realize what I was doing while I was doing it. I did not realize until after the fact, ladies and gentlemen. So please do not judge me. But what I began to do, because I was bored, 
was I began to make silly faces at my little man. I took his attention away from his class because I wanted to see if he noticed me, if he recognized, oh, hey, man, that's my dad right there on the Zoom. Yes, he has already acknowledged me five or six times within this Zoom, but it just wasn't enough for me, right? In my mind, I needed to make faces at him and just let him know daddy loves him. Granted, ladies and gentlemen, we are on a Zoom. Everyone can see me and everyone can see him. But at the time, I am not thinking that. At the time, I am just laughing and making faces with my little man. So my little man is making all the crazy wild faces that I am making. And his mother looks at him and says, um, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just talking to my dad. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, the whole class can hear and the whole class can see. So now the entire class has heard that my son is talking to me, not because he's distracted, but because I distracted him, ladies and gentlemen. And that is what I always got in trouble for in school, for distracting the other students when I got bored. And ladies and gentlemen, like I said before, I felt that my son, was going to be doing that i felt that he would be distracted and distracting other kids because it was something that i would do at his age well ladies and gentlemen i can humbly say it's also something i would do at the tender age of 28 because i did the same exact things i was doing when i was his age i was distracting him and probably other members of the class that were wondering what is this old ass man doing making all of these goofy silly faces while we are supposed to be focusing and doing homework so ladies and gentlemen i tell this story just to balance out the embarrassment a little bit because when i sat back and i realized what i had done because at first after we got off the zoom call i was sitting just back and just thinking like dang i was reflecting man he was focused man he was locked in but then i realized he wasn't locked in towards the end of it, and that was because of me and my silly faces. So, son, while we're listening to this, when you were older, I am telling you right now, I apologize, and I will never, ever distract you from your schoolwork again. Son, I am learning. I am learning every day how to be a better dad, and in that moment, I was not the dad you needed me to be. Because yes, it is fun to be silly. Yes, it is fun to be goofy, but when there is work to be done, my young king, we got to stay focused, we got to stay vigilant, and we got to work our hardest. So, son, if you're listening, brother, I'm sorry for distracting you. But, man, I was bored. But now I know, ladies and gentlemen, I have to be cautious of those kind of things, and I have to stay focused for him because maybe he'll think in the future that it's cool to just make silly faces and distract others. I do not want to set that example for him, ladies and gentlemen, but I wanted to share that story with y'all because it was a learning experience for me, and I'm all about learning, I'm all about getting better, and I'm all about improving, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 21, 21 of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening, and if you're listening, we we appreciate you for listening we appreciate you for supporting and we appreciate you for being here so check this out ladies and gentlemen steve harvey one of my heroes one of my personal heroes steve harvey was trending because of something he said years ago 
Years ago, ladies and gentlemen, this is something that happens a lot to comedians. It happens a lot to just people because of social media. People have a lot of time to go digging. People have a lot of time to just find quotes and interviews that you did when you were just in another place in your life. And that's what I'm assuming the good brother Steve Harvey was on. I'm assuming he was just in another place in his life. And I also want to remind you, before I play this audio, because I'm not playing this audio to judge my brother i am just playing it to just have a little conversation about what steve harvey was talking about right but before i play the audio remember ladies and gentlemen steve harvey before family feud before the talk shows before being a pastor he was a comedian ladies and gentlemen a lot of times when comedians do interviews they say outrageous things especially back in the day because things weren't so sensitive so ladies and gentlemen i want you to think about that before i play this audio but listen to why the great king steve harvey was trending last week all of my friends are men i don't have female friends i don't i'm i'm incapable of that why what do you mean well because you know come on because you have a wife well, I have a wife, and I don't, I don't really have female friends because, look, okay, let's get rid of this myth <laughs> right here. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. Let's get rid of this right here. There, you, you're an attractive woman. There are some guys somewhere saying, yeah, I'm, we're friends. No, that's not true. He's your friend only because you have made it absolutely clear that nothing else is happening except this friendship we have. We remain your friends in hopes that one day there'll be a crack in the door, a chink in the armor, and trust and believe that guy that you think is just your buddy, he will slide in that crack <laughs> the moment he gets the opportunity. Because we're most guys. Men think this way. Uh, 99.9% .9 of us think that way. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let me start off by saying that I feel. Now, I said this before, this is one of my heroes, so no disrespect. But I wholeheartedly disagree with the King Steve Harvey. I think that's a dangerous statement to make. I think that's a dangerous statement to make because it insinuates that every man wants to have sex with every single woman. Every single woman? I can't be friends with any of them. None of them. 99.9% .9 of men. Well, maybe I'm the 0.1% because I have plenty of female friends that I have no intention of touching at all they just the homies sometimes females bring another level of conversation another vibe to a friendship that a lot of time men don't bring so it's good to have a combination of both I just felt like it was a little irresponsible and sometimes I think the thing Steve Harvey says about men and like the way he generalizes us is a little irresponsible we gotta understand Steve Harvey is an old school brother from the South, right? We saw him on that versus with Earth, Wind, and Fire. We saw the real Steve Harvey that day. That brother got old school pimp tendencies. He cannot speak for the modern man. He cannot speak for every man. Times are different now. Like I said, this clip was old. So I did not bring this up to judge him. I actually played this audio for y'all because it brought up an interesting topic about women and men friendships and ladies and gentlemen this is a note to any woman that is listening right now because sometimes when you guys do have these male friends when y'all have these platonic relationships sometimes y'all could just get just a tad bit disrespectful like i said 
I do not feel that men are friends with women because they are looking for something more or that at any point in time have they thought about having sexual relations with this woman. I do truly feel that men and women can be friends and it be truly platonic. However, a man is still a man no matter how short no matter how ugly no matter how funny looking ladies a man is still a man no matter how nice he is to you no matter how many times he picks you up and drops you off no matter how many times y'all sleep in bed together and he doesn't touch you at all a man is still a man and there are certain things you cannot do to a man and there are certain positions you cannot put a man in ladies and gentlemen if you have been following along with the out of character podcast and you heard a couple episodes of me talking about my homegirl francesca now my homegirl francesca for those of you guys that are not familiar for those first time listeners out there shout out to y'all for those of y'all that are not familiar with my homegirl francesca she is coming out of an eight year relationship ladies and gentlemen she is still in her mid-20s so that means her most formidable single years she spent in the relationship and now ladies and gentlemen outside is opening back up and she has decided to dedicate the next year of her life to the streets because she does not want to rush into a relationship she does not want to rush into anything after eight years and we have to understand that ladies and gentlemen and i told you guys that i will share stories about my homegirl francesca and follow this journey of her giving her life to the streets and ladies and gentlemen she posted something on her story the other day that bothered me and that reminded me of this very here situation we are talking about. It reminded me of scenarios when men and women are friends, but that sometimes women get just a little disrespectful. And I think a lot of y'all will say in these moments that y'all don't know what's going on, that y'all didn't even think about it, but y'all are smart. Women are very aware. Y'all are the most aware creatures on this earth, in my opinion. Y'all know what y'all are doing. Y'all know what y'all are saying. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you what happened. So my homegirl, Francesca, it was this past weekend. Nice, sunny day in Cali. I told y'all she lives in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? A, a great place to get your freak out. You know what I'm saying? A great place to run the streets. And ladies and gentlemen, she is on her Instagram story. And she has this video of just this spread of food. Ladies and gentlemen, this looked as if this were a catered event. However, I saw nobody at this function. So she is showing all of this lavish, amazing food. And I'm like, ooh, that looked good. This food looked amazing, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes people post their food online and it just looks gross. It doesn't look appetizing. I don't know why they plan to share it. But let me tell y'all, this food looked good. Whatever she was doing, whatever she was celebrating, ladies and gentlemen, whoever prepared this food put time and dedication and possibly love into it. That is how great this spread was. It was at least five to six courses. So as she's showing this food, she's doing what a lot of young ladies do when they on the gram. She flexing a little bit. Y'all look at this. Mm, Y'all look at this. I don't need no man. Mm, I don't need no man. I don't need no man to cook me all this because I have my best friend. And she pans the camera over. And the young man that was in the camera that she called her best friend was probably about five, six, five, eight. Wasn't a tall fella at all. 
I'm not one to judge a man, but let's just say he wasn't he wasn't a 10. We'll just call it that, right? My man just he looked very hobbit-esque. You know, I don't know the gentleman. I don't know. I'm sure he was a nice guy, but I if I want to paint a picture for you all, he looked like a Hispanic hobbit. And ladies and gentlemen, when she panned over it, after saying, I don't need no man because I have my best friend and he don't want nothing from me. And she panned over to him and the pain and hurt in this man's eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, I understood it. Ladies and gentlemen, I have seen this time and time again. Yes, it is fine to have male friends that you have no intention of sleeping with. But when you do things like that, when you masquerade your friend around and let the world know that he ain't getting the cheeks, not even a little bit, that this guy is doing nice things, like I said, carrying your books, like I said, cooking meals for you, like I said, laying in bed with you and not trying anything at all. When y'all put that on public display, ladies, that is one of the most demasculating things you can do to a man. You might as well cut his cojones off and put him in your pocket right there, ladies. I was so disappointed in my friend, Francesca. And when I reached out to her about it, I said, why would you do him like that? She said, what? What? What did I do? You know how y'all ladies do. Y'all always like to act like y'all don't know what a brother talking about, right? But she knew what she did. She knew exactly what she did to that young man. I'm going to call him Fernando because he looked like a Fernando. Poor Nando. How dare she? My man, I'm telling you, he probably was cooking that food the night before. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say that Fernando had no intention of trying to do anything or crossing any lines with my homegirl, Francesca. However, you do not want to look like a sucker online. However, you do not want to look like a sucker online because I'm sure they had similar followers. I'm sure some of his homeboys follow Shorty. You don't think that's coming up in conversation? Because let me tell you, us men, we get very judgmental with things like that. We make jokes. Even if we would do the same thing, we will make jokes till the end of time. Ladies, I tell this story because I beg of you, don't be like my friend Francesca. Do not put your homeboys in positions like that because it is not fair. They're already not being creeps. They're already not hitting on y'all. The least y'all can do is not make them look foolish to the public. Because, ladies and gentlemen, the optics of that video, oh my goodness, they were bad. Because, like I said, you saw the defeat. You saw the pain. You saw the anguish in young Fernando's face. Which actually made me to believe that maybe he had cooked that meal to maybe get some cheeks. Now, like I said, I don't think that all men do it, but I'm not cooking six courses for no friend. I'm not cooking six courses for... For a girlfriend i'm probably not cooking six courses for a wife that is a ton of work ladies and gentlemen and that is just not something i'm having any parts of i'll pay for six courses we can go to a restaurant i got you that's nothing but the time and effort it took to cook all of that and like i said ladies and gentlemen it was in plasticware which means that he packed it up he put it in his ride he found ways to keep it warm and he brought that to her and delivered it to her and if i had to guess ladies and gentlemen knowing francesca she didn't even carry any of the food in she probably didn't even serve herself 
And like I said, there's nothing wrong with that, ladies. But don't put your homeboys in that predicament. Put the side nigga in that predicament. Put the homeboy that you just going to get some free meals from and all that. But don't put the homies in it. You know what I'm saying? Put the guy that you just casually seeing that you like be clowning in your group chat. Ladies, don't do that to the homie. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the How to Character Podcast, episode 21. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC too if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. We appreciate you for being here. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our Out of Character Moment of the Week. And the winner of our Out of Character Moment of the Week award goes to a young college senior named Zoe Roth. Who is Zoe Roth, you may ask? Zoe Roth is famous from being a four-year-old girl in a meme. If you don't know the meme, Google it. It's called Disaster Girl. It's a young lady smirking while a house is on fire behind her. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that does sound insane, but it was a controlled fire done by a fire station somewhere in her hometown and like the whole town was watching it for some reason and her father decided to take a pic of her in front of the house and the way she turned around and smirked ladies and gentlemen it is hilarious and it is used a lot for memes like we do in the internet we love memeing things we love making jokes about everything and this one has gone viral for years so i bring up zoe Roth because she has sold this meme the exclusive rights to this meme for 500 thousand dollars yes ladies and gentlemen you heard me right she sold a meme for five hundred thousand dollars and the way she was able to make so much money off this meme is this new thing going around called nfts now an nft stands for a non-fungible token and what it essentially is is people are selling digital copies of artwork that have like a certain type of code that shows that they're like one of a kind. They are selling this online as if it is like an art gallery in real life. People are making hundreds of thousands of dollars on digital content. People are selling unmixed versions of their music, album art, sayings. They are selling all kinds of things and people are auctioning on them and buying them for outrageous amounts so this young girl would have mean that she really had nothing to do with other than just posing for the picture was able to cash in on five hundred thousand dollars and she says she plans to use that to pay off her student loans and give the rest to charity that sounds great i don't know if i believe it but it sounds awesome she goes to unc shout out to the young miss roth for doing something that i just think is is wild what a come up what a way to do dope things you could just sell digital copies of people and they'll pay for it hundreds of thousands of dollars you know what i would do with five hundred thousand dollars five hundred thousand dollars ladies and gentlemen and that's why i wanted to bring it up it wasn't so much that she was able to come off with the bag because we love seeing it it was that there are people all around the world investing in nfts if you have not heard about it look it up celebrities are really cashing in on this like i feel like it's a whole new level of only fans and people are just buying digital copies of things that will probably be shared all over the internet like these pictures you could screenshot them but like i said there's just a little code that i guess adds value to this digital piece something that is basically like non-existent we find ways to add value to, ladies and gentlemen. So I had to share that story real quick. So if you have something that you feel is of value, if you have something that you feel you can make it into a digital form, ladies and gentlemen, 
Get on your NFT game, baby. Get that non-fungible token bread. Because I tell you what, when we come up, when we big time, oh, I might have to sell my first couple episodes, you know what I'm saying? I might have to get my $500,000, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not hating on this at all. I just think it's outrageous. Can you believe that? Can you believe people are buying digital things that are just going to be on their computer or their cell phones? It's a crazy world we live in, ladies and gentlemen. It is a crazy world, and it is a world that has 21 episodes. 21 episodes of the Out of Character Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You call me BC too if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, we are almost done. Ladies and gentlemen, we are almost done. But I have one more bone to pick. I have one more bone to pick because an interesting conversation came up between me, my mother, and my sister. Older sister, as you guys know, if you guys have listened to the show, you guys know I hold my sister and my mother to very high regard. I love them to death. They are my queens, and they are probably listening right now as I speak. And we were just having some casual conversation, like most families do. And the conversation came up about how men should put down the toilet seat. Now, I'm not sure if this was something that was taught to me at a young age, but it is not something I have thought about much in my adult life. It is not something I've thought about at all, actually. So when they brought this unwritten rule up to me, ladies have so many unwritten rules for men, right? Y'all have so many unwritten rules for men that just don't really make sense. And this was one of them. This was one of them to me because, like I said, I didn't remember hearing about this rule before. So I was flabbergasted. I was shocked. I could not understand why toilet seats need to go down for women i can understand why toilet seats should go down because of hygiene i understand if you have a dog and you don't want that dog licking out the toilet bowl i get why you would put the toilet seat down for that but the reason i got from my mother and my sister just was unacceptable to me they said a man has to put the toilet seat down because if not they would fall into the toilet yes ladies and gentlemen if a man does not put their toilet seat for them down after he has lifted it up, they do not take the time to look before they sit and they will sit directly down in some toilet water. And ladies and gentlemen, as a man, that just does not sound like my problem. I never, ever sit anywhere without looking first, let alone a toilet. That is something I would expect my five-year-old son to have an issue with. Daddy, I fell on the toilet. Daddy, I forgot to look down before I sat down. He's five, so I expect that from him. Not from grown women. Not from grown women do I feel that this is acceptable, but I was not hip to this rule. So what I like to do is I like to ask questions to my friends. I like to hit my group chats and ask them about certain topics that come up because i'm not always hip to the game right sometimes i miss the wave so i went to my group chat like i always do and i asked them fellas do y'all remember to put the toilet seat down every time and the first initial response is every brother did say no i try my best but i do not always remember and then i had a follow-up question the journalist in me of course i always have to have a follow-up question i said why what reason do you put the toilet seat down? My reason is because I have a dog and I don't want her looking out the toilet and also because if I did damage, I want to close that toilet seat so that the fumes and the smells do not weep, right? That's what I think. I think they just going to get everywhere. So I close the toilet seat for that reason and that reason alone, not for no woman. Not because I think another adult is going to fall in the toilet water. And every single response I got 
from my friends was that they were taught by a woman that it is what a gentleman does. Hmm. Is that so? So what does a woman do? What does a grown woman do? It's acceptable to just fall in some toilet water? I'm judging you for that, not myself. Ladies, there are these rules, these old-fashioned rules that y'all like to instill upon us that I just don't understand. Because if we try to instill some old-fashioned rules to y'all, it would be offensive, right? I can't expect you to cook and clean every day. I can't demand that. You're a modern woman. You work hard. You bring way more to the table than cooking and cleaning. Yes, it's something that they have done traditionally for years, right? But does it make it right? No. So things like me having to put the toilet seat down because you'll fall into it? No. No, fellas. I say we take a stand against things like that. We already open the doors as gentlemen, right? We already buy flowers. I've never received flowers in my life. I've never received a just cuz gift in my life. Women do. Women do all the time. Women do all the time. And there's nothing wrong with that because that is our gentlemanly duty. We are told we are supposed to pay for meals. Y'all know how I feel about that. But a lot of men do it to be gentlemen. We are supposed to drive. We are supposed to do things. We're supposed to do the dirty. We're supposed to take out the trash. We are supposed to do all of these things. But we are not allowed to say, oh, that's old fashioned. Oh, that's toxic femininity. That word doesn't exist. But toxic masculinity exists. And me not putting the toilet seat down would be considered toxic masculinity can you believe it ladies and gentlemen fellas can you believe that's what these women think of us that we are their toilet seat put downers that's what they think that is what they think ladies and gentlemen it takes not even five seconds to just look before you sit ladies these little things we have to get rid of we have allowed you guys to get past all of those old and outdated standards that man set for women then ladies y'all gotta ease up off some of these too y'all know how i feel about paying for meals and i also have gripes when it comes to little things i put it down the toilet see yes i get it yes i get it it's cleanly but i'll be damned if i get scolded by a woman at 5 a.m because i didn't put the toilet seat down now her butt's wet you should have looked lady you should have took the time to look before you sat my butt ain't wet I'm chilling. I'm dry. I've never once, maybe as a child, but I've never once as an adult fallen into toilet water. And I have been blackout drunk. I have partied so hard that I didn't know where I was at, but I knew to check before I sat down. Ladies, it almost is alarming to me that y'all do not think to check before y'all sit. Who knows what you guys could sit on? Who knows what y'all could get on them fancy white shorts that all y'all are going to bust out this summer? Look before you sit, ladies, and stop holding our kings to these silly, outdated standards because we have allowed y'all to be relieved of all those silly, outdated standards. So allow us to do the same. Please allow us to do the same because some things are just unacceptable. Some things just do not make sense. And saying, oh, it makes you a gentleman, oh, it's always been done like that, is not going to cut it anymore. We are taking a stand, ladies. We are taking a stand. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 21. Episode 21 of the Out of Character Podcast, your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast, your mama's favorite podcast. Episode 21 of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. If you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. 
and we've been very silly today we've had a fun show today i feel like we were very very heavy you know we've been heavy a lot lately a lot of politics a lot of death a lot of tragedy man so i just kind of wanted to just have a nice little silly fun show with y'all but of course i have to end it with some inspiration i have to end it with some word for y'all and of course we're always going to end on a positive bright note with some wisdom ladies and gentlemen so having a conversation with one of my homeboys and he kept like he, he was disgruntled about something right there's something going on we don't got to really get into but somebody did something that he wasn't really feeling somebody that maybe he felt he had a close relationship to um or maybe he felt like maybe owed him something and he just and during the conversation he kept talking and saying man well, well you know man folks just ain't built like me Folks just ain't built like me, man. You know, folks just ain't built like me, man. I expect people to do things just because I do things this way. And I expect people to be this way because this is what I would do. Well, I would do this. Why won't they do that? And I'm listening to him and I'm feeling him because that's, that's, a, that's a common human reaction to things, right? We wonder a lot of times why people do certain things because maybe we weren't raised to do those things maybe we have values that our friends or our loved ones or just our peers do not have and when that happens a lot of times we look at people and we question them and we say why would you do that i would never do anything like that why would you do that why would you behave in such a way i cannot fathom it and ladies and gentlemen we've all been guilty of this right even me we hold people to a standard that we've set for ourselves we expect people to live and operate by the values that we do we want people to be maybe as friendly as us or as loyal as us or as caring as us but ladies and gentlemen we also live in a world where people take pride in being individuals being separate from the pack almost to a fault where people go above and beyond to try to prove that they're different to try to prove that they're extraordinary to try to prove that they are one of a kind but for some reason this same society that takes pride in individualism is the same society that will look at somebody and judge them because they are not built like them and like i said ladies and gentlemen i do this quite a lot but it doesn't make sense because if you truly are an individual why would anybody be built like you why would anybody have the values you have it's an unrealistic standard we set for our friends for our family, for our peers, for our relationships. And it's something I'm trying to work on. And it's something I hope if you're listening that you work on as well. Because he was right. That person was not built like him. And my friend, who was somebody very, very close to me, he is not built like me. I am not built like him. Because we are individuals. We are our own people. So in situations like that, we cannot hold people to the same standards that we hold ourselves. It just doesn't make sense. We all come from different backgrounds. We all go through different things. We all hold different things valuable in life. That's what makes relationships happen. That's what makes friends. They say it. Opposites attract people from different backgrounds. If you are exactly the same as every single one of your peers, friends, and family, I guarantee you it would be the most boring life ever. Y'all familiar with SpongeBob, right? Y'all remember when Squidward moved and lived in that society with nothing but other Squidwards? It was cool for a little bit. But then after a while, he got bored. He got stagnant because there was no new ideas. There were no new concepts. There were no new points of view. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's a beautiful thing that we are all individuals. And you should not see your friends or peers being different than you or having different values than you as a negative. See it as a positive because maybe they will bring a different type of perspective. 
maybe their insight is actually the correct way to see things and maybe you are a little skewed ladies and gentlemen take pride in your individualism take pride that nobody is built like you but it is a losing game to hold people to unrealistic standards and that's what I thought about after I got off the phone with my friend because you know when your friends talk to you you want to think about you know what you can do to help what advice you can give and a lot of times when I get stories from my friends I always try to adapt them to my life and I said I've been there before I've been there yelling and screaming why would you do this I would never do something like this why would you do this why can't you be like me why aren't you as loyal as me why aren't you as loving as me why aren't you as forgiving as me we've all been there but nobody is like you. If you're listening to me right now, there is not a person on this earth that is built just like you. Not your mother, not your father. You could have a twin and they aren't even built just like you. You could be raised in the same household as somebody and have completely different values than them and there is nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. So if you are listening, if you have been in battles with a significant other, with a family member, maybe one of your parents, one of your close friends, take the time and sit. Am I being realistic in my expectations for this person? Is it fair of me to expect this person to have the same values that I do? They don't come from where I come from. They haven't been through what I've been through. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are in this position, take the time to recognize that this person being different than you isn't a negative or isn't something you should hold against them. It's the reason they're in your life. God puts people on life all the time to challenge us, to help us grow. Yes, some people are there just for the moment. But those people that last, those people that are there forever, nine times out of ten, you guys may have similarities. But y'all are very seldom from the same background or have the same values and there's nothing wrong with that that's what makes friendships beautiful and that's what makes you better as a person so if you are listening stop holding your girlfriend to that standard stop holding your husband to that standard as long as they are not hurting you and disrespecting you understand that people see and value things differently and try to take the time to understand that before saying that thing you can't take back before doing something that you're going to regret Understand that we are all individuals, people. We are all going through our own battles. We are all going through our own journeys. And sometimes it is okay that that person is not built like you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Character Podcast, episode 21 of the Out of Character Podcast. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You will call me BC too if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. Thank y'all so much for being here for another episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I've continued to forget to do this, but we keep their link in our bio. So I hope they don't get mad at us. But let me shout out my folks at Audible real quick. Our sponsors over at Audible. Thank y'all for still rocking with us, even though I always forget to do my reads, even though I always forget to shout y'all out. And Audible is so dope, people. The Out of Character podcast is on Audible. You can stream Audible and you can get a free month subscription to their premium service, ladies and gentlemen. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash T-H-E-O-O-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's audibletrial.com slash the O-O-C podcast for your free premium subscription. It's one month, baby. One month. That's 30 days of free premium services at Audible, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, you can listen to the Out of Character podcast on Audible. 
So don't waste no time. That's audibletrial.com slash T-H-E-O-O-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T for your free month of Audible. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Character Podcast, episode 21. I am your host, Brian Colbert. My friends call me BC. You can call me BC, too, if you're listening. And if you're listening, we appreciate you for listening. And as always, God bless.